Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, two, three, four. Filled with My name is Stephen Ray Morris, and welcome to See Jurassic Right. I don't think it can be overstated that for most people, Jurassic Park was the first time they saw a dinosaur on the big screen. Not only a great recruiting advertisement for the field of paleontology, but once some members got over the awe and terror of seeing these living, breathing creatures, they, like Dr. Alan Grant, asked, how did you do this? I was six when Jurassic Park came out. An important age to be, I've realized, in the six years of doing See Jurassic Right. I've said before it really was a flip of a coin whether or not our parents or parental figures thought we could handle the film. I'm so thankful I landed on heads. I too wanted to know how they brought back to life dinosaurs that still preoccupy my imagination even today. 
I have to credit also that James Earl Jones hosted Making of Jurassic Park, aired just before Jurassic Park's television premiere in 1995, for validating all these questions. The film is known for getting kids into paleontology, but I believe anecdotally that Jurassic Park is also responsible for getting many kids interested in not only making movies, but making art, and for wanting to create the same kind of cinematic magic. Obviously, I was one of those kids, but this isn't my story. As of this recording, the Writers Guild, the WGA, is currently voting to approve a new contract with the movie studios after 148 days on strike. The actors' union, SAG-AFTRA, and its members are nearing 100 days themselves. This is a historic moment when we credit, to use Mr. DNA's words, those hard-working cow pokes. In this episode, I wanted to highlight three fascinating bits of behind-the-scenes lore about the making of Jurassic Park. An often forgotten writer on the film's script, Malia Scotch Marmo. An art house and newly minted Oscar nominee joins the massive blockbuster, Laura Dern. And finally, a dissection of Jurassic Punk, the 2022 documentary about Steve Williams, the visual effects pioneer at Industrial Light and Magic, responsible for creating the CGI dinosaurs featured in Jurassic Park. While I grew up mythologizing the filmmaking process, I think these stories highlight the people and real work involved in making movies, something that we need more reminding of, especially the studio heads, and acknowledge that this art and the health and safety, physical and financial, of people making this art is worth fighting for. What are you and Ellie going to do now if you don't have to pick up dinosaur bones anymore? I don't know, I guess. Guess we'll just have to evolve, too. While the book versus the movie argument seems to appear less frequently these days, between mostly comic book adaptations and TikTok short-form entertainment becoming the norm, as a millennial, the book was better stance when it came to movie adaptations was key in making you seem mature and edgy, giving off an Ian Malcolm-esque intelligence and cool. Many would argue that Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park is better than the original Jurassic Park book written by Michael Crichton. Gasp, scandal, boo, hiss, <sighs> boo, boo. It's well known that Jurassic Park was going to be made into a movie even before the book was published in the fall of 1990. Hell, the Jurassic Park ride was already on the table before the film was being made. Concept art from the original ride literally appears in the film. And many a meal has been made of what could have been if directors like James Cameron or Tim Burton had gotten their claws on Jurassic Park. But as the apocryphal story goes, Michael Crichton had basically promised it to Steven Spielberg while Spielberg was developing ER, yes that ER, with him. While Michael Crichton and screenwriter David Kep share the final screenplay credit, there was another screenwriter who actually took a crack at it, too. Actor Dustin Hoffman brought screenwriter Malia Scotch Marmo into the Spielberg fold while making 1991's Hook. Between rewriting more character-focused drafts of that script during the production, both The Making of Jurassic Park by Don Shea and Jody Duncan, and James Matram's The Visual History of Jurassic Park, tell a tale of Marmo reading the Jurassic Park novel on set. Producer Kathleen Kennedy offering her the gig when asked who would be writing the screenplay. This was after Michael Crichton, himself a director and screenwriter to boot, did a pass, but before Hollywood mainstay, David Kep got his mitts on it. 
While Spielberg passed on her script only months before shooting was set to begin, iconic imagery such as the close-up of the Mosquito and Amber, the Muldoon and Sattler team-up, and aspects of the Visitor Center finale, to name a few, made it from her draft into Kep's and ultimately the movie itself. Currently, she's listed only as script and continuity department on IMDb for her time working on Jurassic Park. This not only diminishes her role in the history of the making of the film, it's just not accurate. Hashtag, release the Scotch Marmo cut. Now, there's a lot of mythologizing around any iconic film, such as Jurassic Park, but when I first discovered Jodie Duncan and Don Shay's The Making of Jurassic Park as an adult, I learned so much more detail about the behind the scenes that could only be told in a frickin' book and not a documentary or a Wikipedia entry. Malia Scotch Marmo's contributions might be downplayed today, but they are no less valid. Filmmaking is a process, and the writing stage sets the tone for the rest of the production. There would be no Jurassic Park without Malia Scotch Marmo. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. The only celebrity that I would cry meeting is Laura Dern. Like Gillian Anderson's Dana Scully, 1993's other iconic woman in STEM was Dr. Ellie Sattler, played gleefully with intentionality by Dern in Jurassic Park. My most recent Sea Jurassic Right guest, molecular scientist Ellen G. Dow, is one of many to be inspired by Dr. Ellie Sattler to get into science at a young age. Throughout Jurassic Park, Aquarius Queen Laura Dern abuse the young paleobotanist. She was 25 when filming with a boundless curiosity measured with a pragmatic sense of survival. She's the only character not in her head about things, nor expectations or ego get in the way. When it comes to investigating a sick triceratops, hitching a ride with Muldoon to rescue Grant and the kids, or being the first to try and get the power back on after Mr. Arnold disappears, you can truly appreciate the layers of Dern's performance as Dr. Sattler. She's moving the plot forward in multiple instances, which is why the fifth Jurassic Park sequel, Jurassic World Dominion, holds a special place in my heart. An Ellie Sattler-focused Jurassic Park sequel that has her driving the plot? Sign me up. I didn't know till recently, but Laura Dern was one of the last actors cast in Jurassic Park. She recalls only having a couple of weeks to prep before shooting began in late 1992. Typically, the rule in Hollywood would mean that she would have less air in her character, not more. Indy Darling and David Lynch muse up until that point with an Oscar nom for Martha Coolidge's Rambling Rose the year before. Laura Dern recalls her working relationship with Steven Spielberg during the making of Jurassic, saying, Jurassic Park was the kind of movie that required making the characters and relationships through the action of the movie itself. And in crafting the character, she noted, We're going to make it matter and honor her as a young woman. I think a lot about Jurassic Park introducing mainstream audiences to notions of sexism and survival situations 30 years ago. The way Ellie grabs the walkie-talkies and slaps one in Hammond's hand, halfway out the door ready with a bit of glib determination. I don't think anyone else could have played it with the kind of lightness and confidence that Laura Dern does. That's movie magic. The character of Dr. Ellie Sattler endures in science fiction, but hasn't really been replicated in a meaningful way as far as I can tell. Her story refuses broad characterizations. Multitudes of strength, vulnerability, cheekiness, sadness, rage, clarity, and grace. To quote Kate Winslet's Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Ellie is just a fucked up girl is looking for her own peace of mind. 
Laura Dern's performance as Ellie is so deeply human. I'm constantly surprised by her every time I watch Jurassic Park. That's why she's my favorite character, and probably yours too. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Historiography is essentially the study of historical writing. The phrase, history is written by the victors, a quote erroneously attributed to Winston Churchill, feels mostly sinister these days. And when it comes to my own experience with the making of Jurassic Park, this was made apparent in the story of visual effects artist Steve Williams and the 2022 documentary Jurassic Punk. Released in December of last year, I was shown Jurassic Punk about a month ago by my new friends, comic artist Kaveh Taharian and graphic artist Sarah M. Gonzalez. Their wedding at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles featured lots of love for Jurassic, so obviously our friendship, first kindled at the most recent San Diego Comic-Con, was a sure thing. I hadn't heard about this documentary at all and was unprepared for what I was about to watch. And it makes sense that even the Jurassic community at large has barely made a peep about this documentary. We all know the apocryphal story about Phil Tippett's stop-motion dinosaurs being replaced by Dennis Murin's new CGI dinosaurs in a bit of a lightning strike foresight and genius. However, Jurassic Punk recasts this whole story with more details about this lightning strike in the form of one man, the unfortunately nicknamed Steve Spaz Williams. Revolutionizing the entire effects industry was no walk in the park, as some would have you believe. I'm a loner, daddy. A rebel seems to be the mantra of director Scott Lebrecht and following Steve Williams years after Dennis Mearn, Stan Winston, Phil Tippett, and Michael Lanteri snubbed Williams when winning the Oscar for Best Visual Effects in Jurassic Park. He's a broken man, recovering alcoholic only barely, but he's got a fighting spirit. And why shouldn't he be broken? He is responsible for the first CGI test that made Spielberg decide to go with computer-generated dinosaurs instead of Phil Tippett's claymation dinosaurs, forever changing the course of blockbuster cinema and television. The documentary covers Williams' life from Toronto animator to Industrial Light Magic's resident bad boy. He destroyed George Lucas's personal lounge at Skywalker Ranch in a bit of drunken revelry among many other misadventures detailed in the doc. Now, the higher-ups taking credit for someone lower on the chain is nothing new in Hollywood, but Jurassic Punk is a raw and biting reaction to the story we think we know. 
I kept wondering throughout, if only Steve had been a better team player. If only this industry run by middle managers and execs looking to justify their own jobs weren't so cruel. If only the wheels of capitalism weren't looking for another sacrificial lamb. If only we had room to deal with our demons instead of bottling them up inside until they explode. In a more ethical and caring industry, couldn't everyone feel properly appreciated and adored for their work? Can a story like Steve Williams' story have a happy ending? I feel very conflicted about the Jurassic Punk documentary, but it is essential viewing for every Jurassic Park fan. While I'm tired of libertarian wet dreams redressing assholes and narcissists as rebels and outlaws, you can't deny that Steve Williams was the guy and deserves recognition for his role in why Jurassic Park is a perfect, yes perfect, movie. Scott Lebrecht's Jurassic Punk works best less as its own mythologizing tool and more as a cautionary tale, a fable, and a ghost of Christmas future for some. Just know that in my criticisms of Williams and the movie come from a place of compassion. I very much relate to the story being told. It's a heartbreaking piece of work. I remember at my first job in Los Angeles, my friend worked at Rhythm and Hughes, another visual effects house like Industrial Light and Magic. They were in the middle of filing for bankruptcy when Life of Pi, a film that they worked on, won Best Visual Effects at the 2013 Academy Awards. My brain couldn't handle the cognitive dissonance happening in the reality in front of me. It's no wonder that Jurassic Punk has been hard to swallow for some and just ignored by others. Watching it during the peak of the writers and actors strike, even attending a Jurassic-themed strike at Universal with friend of the show Vanessa Lee Chester, aka Kelly Malcolm from The Lost World, it felt pretty galvanizing. Often people cite the hubris of man versus the power of nature as the key theme of Jurassic Park, but it's greed that is the mechanism for this showdown. Pay people what they deserve. Life and labor find a way. We all know how Jurassic Park ends. Thank you so much for listening. This episode was a real labor (laughs) of love. Please let me know if you'd like other deep dives into the making of, say, The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, or any other films in the Jurassic franchise. If you love these films as much as I do, you also understand why it's so important to support the current Hollywood strike. This movie magic wouldn't be possible without them and the rest of the crew. Massive, massive special thanks to Kaveh Taharian and Sarah M. Gonzalez, Brad Jost and Corey Anderson, Megan Baker, Vanessa Lee Chester, and you! Sources for this episode include The Making of Jurassic Park by Don Shea and Jody Duncan, Jurassic Park The Ultimate Visual History by James Mottram, The Making of Jurassic Park, directed by John Schultz, A Review of Jurassic Punk by Matt Zoller Sites for RogerEbert.com, uh, A Making of Jurassic Park Review by the New York Daily News, An Art Directors Guild 2022 Jurassic Park Comic Con panel, Jurassic Park The Original Tops Trading Card Series, An Oral History of Jurassic Park The Ride, an article in Wired Magazine, The History of The History is Written by the Victors article in Slate Magazine by Matthew Fellin, and plenty of Wikipedia articles. Now, you can follow me at Stephen Ray Morris and all the things, SJR Pod, see Jurassic Right, and if you want to, you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Right. Hold on to your butts. I'll see you again soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.